Welcome to the Partnering with Parents podcast, where we, the Pursuit Family Ministry Team, give you, the parent, resources and tools to help you grow your family's faith from a Sunday experience to an everyday faith. Welcome to the second episode ever of the Partnering with Parents podcast. My name is Andrew Green, and I'm the Youth Ministries Director at The Pursuit. And with me today is our guest, Lindsay Tippery. Yay! Lindsay, what do you do here? Andrew, I am the Early Childhood Director here at The Pursuit. So that means I work with um, the little babies, the newborns, up through pre-K. Yeah, and you have a degree in that, right? Yes, kind of. I have a degree in psychology, and so originally I wanted to be a teacher and then kind of had what I call my junior life crisis moment, my junior year of college, where Mm -hmm. I realized I loved education and I loved working with kids, but I didn't want to be the sole teacher in the classroom. And so it's cool to see how God has brought me here and and used those passions um, in just a way that I totally didn't expect. Yeah, totally. And I would say the real the real education, <laughs> the real, the one that goes beyond school is you have a child now. I do. Which is amazing. Yes. He, I mean, I might be a little biased, but he's the best. Um, so my son Luke is one. He just celebrated his first birthday back in July. And yeah, it's just so fun right now. It's very busy. Um, it's definitely exhausting at times, but we love him a lot. He's definitely been a fun addition to our family. Nice. You get to put that, uh, put that education to practice at home. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, day. I don't, I don't think anybody prepares you and no education can truly prepare you for having a child of your own, but I mean, maybe it helped a little bit, but right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're going through this series talking about everyday faith mm-hmm. and trying to give parents practical tools and resources to help them grow their family spiritually yeah. at home and trying to help families of all kinds move from having this Sunday experience faith into an everyday faith. Right. And this week we're talking about everyday truth. Yes. Which is really exciting. So what is what is kind of the concept of everyday truth encompass? Right. So when we thought about everyday truth, we went back to the book of Acts. Caitlin talked about this last week on the podcast as well, um, to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And it says that the early church, you know, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so we looked at that first one, and we said the first thing the church dedicated themselves and devoted themselves to was the apostles' teaching, to the mm-hmm. word of God, yeah. um, to truth. So we really just kind of wanted co- to continue with that and, and dive a little bit deeper. Yeah, that's awesome. I, that word devotion is really, really interesting. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. Um, you In kind of like your study of what this word means and reflecting on what it means to be devoted to something, what would you, what would you say that means to be devoted? Yeah, well, I went to the most scholarly source that I know, <laughs> and so I pulled out my phone and I asked Siri, and I said, hey, Siri, <laughs> What does devotion mean? And so the definition that Siri found was that devotion was love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. 
And so it made me laugh because when I was talking about this with my husband, he immediately went to this thing called a lexicon and like found the original Greek word that was used for devotion and just took like a totally, you know, much more scholarly approach to this. But ultimately, you know, we ended on that same definition and both of us really in conversations just added a piece that we thought was essential, you know, that devotion is the daily act of love, loyalty, enthusiasm for that person, activity, or cause. You know, devotion is daily. Yeah. So I grew up in church, and we called them daily devos, Mm -hmm. right? But I feel like maybe, would you say it's like an, I don't know what the word is, it's an oxymoron, a a double positive? Double positive, a super positive. We need help from our listeners here. I don't know what that is. But if if devotion is daily, then daily is just kind of assumed, right? If we're mm-hmm. devoted to something, it can't be something that happens just once a week if we're truly devoted to it. Right. And I think there's there's plenty of examples of that, you know, to even take it out of the church context. Yeah. You know, we we see devotion all around us. And I mean, right now, the the NBA finals are happening. Personally, yeah. I'm you know, I'm not invested in that, but I know people that are. And yeah. so you know, when we think about athletes, I think that's a really easy example to talk about devotion because, you know, these athletes who are playing in these professional games right now, you know, it's likely that they started playing at, at a young age. You know, they really devoted themselves yeah. to the sport. They practiced daily, if not multiple times a day at, at some point, um, really to be committed to being the best athlete they could be and ultimately play in this professional arena yeah it's really interesting because i think sports is (laughs) the place where i get most of my analogies that i use (laughs) right so this is really helpful helpful tool for this conversation but i think there's two different levels of devotion that we think about that really Mm -hmm. influence this conversation like there are a lot of fans who love sports totally who would say that they're devoted to their team absolutely Win, lose, or draw. Yeah, and like I, m- my wife is a huge Seahawks fan. She she reminds me when sports <laughs> games are on, which I love, <laughs> it, the greatest gift ever. Shout out to Marianne. Yes, and so <laughs> like when the Seahawks are on on Sunday, we're watching the Seahawks. And in, in a sense, I would say that we're devoted to Seahawks games. But when you compare the kind of devotion that we use and we say, oh, we're devoted to this once-a-week experience of watching – and you contrast that with the devotion that the actual players have mm-hmm. um, when they're, you know, preparing throughout the offseason, training camp, preseason, all the, the physical therapy to stay healthy, the eating. Like, it's so in-depth. And so I would say that the devotion that God's calling us to and that we see in Acts 2.42 is much more of a an athlete type devotion rather than a fan type devotion, right? Mm -hmm. God wants us on the field, not on the sidelines. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So God's calling us to be spiritual athletes who exercise our faith daily and dive into truth daily. That's good. Yeah. And I think (coughs) something you just made me think of as you were chatting about that is, you know, those athletes and And athletes in general, we're not even having to talk about professional athletes. You know, maybe your child right now, your kid plays football or soccer or baseball or there's a ton of other sports that are that are out there that I'm sure, you know, kids play, but I can't think of them at the moment. But 
sometimes in the devotion to that sport, you know, there's practices and games and things you have to work around. Sometimes we have to say no to things that are still good in order to be devoted to to that sport or whatever yeah. it happens to be. You know, d there's a sacrificial element to devotion as well to saying, yeah, that thing is good for me, but I can't, I can't do that right now right. because I'm devoted <coughs> to, yeah. to something else. Yeah. So kind of talked a little bit here about what it looks like for us to be devoted and for maybe even adults or individuals to be devoted. But what does it look like? Maybe we can shift the conversation a little bit as shepherds and as leaders of our families mm -hmm. to guide our kids and our families um, into, into devotion. Maybe what are some tools or resources uh, for us to lead our families in that? Right. And so I'll just say that the things that we're devoted to as a family, the things that we as parents are devoted to will naturally spill out into the lives of our children. That's so, good. so I think about my family and I might get flack for saying this, but <laughs> so my family's from New England to continue with the sports analogy. And so uh, my, my parents and my grandparents are real big Red Sox fans. And so naturally as a byproduct, I am a Red Sox fan. I know nothing about the team really a lot at all, but <laughs> I'm a Red Sox fan and I would yeah. say that. And sure. so the things that we as parents devote ourselves to and, and the resources that we put into that will naturally flow yeah. out into the lives of our kids. And so as we look at resources and, and ways to make devotion to God and devotion to truth, one of those things that flows out naturally into the lives of our children yeah, there are some really cool resources that are out there. And so I'm kind of coming up at it from the perspective of someone who is kind of at the beginning um, yeah. with just a really young child. Yeah. And, you know, Luke can't read right now, but what does it look like to be devoted to truth and, and uh, you know, start instilling that in, yeah, his, in his life? So I think the first resource that comes to mind, and if you're a pursuiter, you may have heard us chat about this resource a lot, but it's the Jesus Storybook Bible. And mm -hmm. what I love about this resource is it goes through stories of scripture and points to the story of Jesus in all of those. And, you know, I know it's written for kids and it can be really simple but it's still incredibly profound because it's truth. And so, it, yes, it may be geared for and written towards kids, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't still impact us. So we read that at night to Luke. You know, we read a story at night, and it's just really cool to see how, you know, we're able to, to read and, and have that truth just as a part of our bedtime routine that we do every night with him. Um, but it's also meaningful for, for Gabriel and I. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what about like when you're in the car driving or listening to music? How can you, are there any ways that you can use that to instill truth? Yeah, Andrew, that's a super great question. Um, there is actually a band called Seeds Family Worship that someone introduced me to. And I love it because they take just scripture and they put it to music. And they do a really good job of that, of it, of it not sounding like completely cheesy, but <laughs> it's like upbeat and fun. And so if you're having a dance party at home or you're driving in the car, sometimes that's just a really easy thing to turn on to 
you know, in something that you're already doing, incorporate, incorporating God and incorporating scripture mm-hmm. and incorporating truth into that. And it's fun. That's so, awesome. you know, reading, reading the Bible and, and, you know, having a devotion to everyday truth doesn't always just look like opening your Bible and sitting for 30 minutes and reading, you know, it can be creative. Our God is creative. And so engaging with him um, can just be a ton of fun. Yeah. And can you say the name of that band one more time for our listeners? Yes. So Seeds Family Worship. Seeds Family Worship. So look that up if you're looking Mm -hmm. for music to play in the car when you're with your kids. Another one that I'd recommend is Ellie Holcomb. She has an album called Sing Creation Songs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess, geared towards children, but I'm a 32-year-old man, <laughs> and I thoroughly enjoy listening to this music. It's yes. very helpful, very truth-filled, mm-hmm. and so simple, yes. so simple, that even I and a child can understand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, yeah, and even, I mean, you mentioned Jesus' Storybook Bible, and I'd say as your kids grow and get older, I work primarily with youth, and I love the message version. I know it's a version that's caught a lot of flack from people over the years, but it's so simple to understand. And when I'm looking to use it as a study tool or I'm reading with someone and just want it to be able to flow really easily and understand what's happening, the message has been incredibly helpful. So if you have a teenager and you they have a Bible, probably not best for them to have a King James Bible because that might be difficult for them to understand Um, Whereas they're easier to read versions like the Message or the New Living Translation. There's another resource that we've talked a lot about about actually in our family ministry team meetings. um, And it's called the YouVersion Kids Bible Experience. It's on the Bible app. Yes. And it is so cool. It's awesome. Yeah. And (laughs) so I I think most of us have the Bible app downloaded on our phone. And so I'd encourage you, especially if you have a kid who can, you know, kind of go through an experience a little bit more independently. It's it's set up kind of like an Instagram story where there's, you know, different portions that they can click through. But um, yeah, it, it starts out with just a video that kind of goes a little bit deeper into the scripture. And it's yeah. it just really focuses on one piece of scripture and then asks a question and then leads them in a prayer. And so it's something that's self-guided. But even me looking at it and checking it out, I'm like, oh, if I had, you know, five minutes of time or mm-hmm. on my lunch break or whatever, that could be something just so simple um, that I could do that still engages with yeah, God's word. Absolutely. It's. And you mentioned it's built like an Instagram story, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you have kids that are on social media, it's built in a way that's already engaging to them. Yes. Um, visually. And I mean, how many of you, us see students always on their phone or you have kids that are asking for your iPad, your tablet, because they want to watch a show? This is a great resource that can already be there for them to focus on truth rather than just the nonsense cartoons (laughs) (laughs) that are popular today. Um, And I think it really, it shows that idea that, you know, when we're talking about devotion and we're talking about being devoted to truth, you know, not just adding something to your already super busy day or your already overwhelming to-do list. You know, how do you incorporate God in those moments that you're already doing every day? 
And so if your kid has tablet time every day, you know, what does it look like to start that time with yep. a simple experience? Yeah, and so, so easy. Mm-hmm, just incorporating that and moving those two things together. Yeah. And so if you want to get that version Kids Bible experience, all you have to do is open the Bible app, go to settings and turn the Kids Bible experience on. It'll show up in your homepage there of your of the app. And it'll be really easy for your kids to access whenever they use your device. Mm-hmm. Um, one more resource that I'd like to mention um, is the Bible Project. Yes. This is a resource that has been incredibly helpful to me as an adult. It will be incredibly helpful to you as parents. Um, but also as your kids start to get older, and if you have kids who are teenagers, um, I'd say even 10 and older, this resource is incredibly helpful. It breaks down um, what the Bible is. It breaks down themes throughout Scripture. Um, it breaks down specific books of the Bible. Um, all these concepts that seem really big and difficult to understand, it, they're little animated videos mm-hmm. that make it so simple in story form to understand. Yeah. And I love the animation piece of it because when you say, oh, we're going to break down the book of Leviticus, you're like, that <laughs> sounds... Yeah. Uh, dry you know but it just does it and it's engaging and simple to understand and so man i've so benefited just from from checking those videos out they're typically about maybe five to eight minutes so yeah really simple really great resource making theologians out of 10 year olds Mm -hmm. they're great so what we'll do is we'll take all the resources that we've mentioned today and add it in the description of the podcast Uh, that you can find on Spotify, Apple, um, and anywhere podcasts are found. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we'll list those for you so you have easy access to them. If you have any other tools or resources that have been great for you and your family, please reach out to us and let us know. You can email us at kidsatthepursuit.org. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this was so fun. It's been a blast, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great Thank you for listening to the Partnering with Parents podcast, where we give you tools and resources to help you grow your family's faith from a Sunday experience to an everyday faith.